Yo, what is going on, Cover 7 family? Welcome back to yet again another episode here on the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast. And guys, in today's episode, I'm super excited to announce that we're going to be joined by 2023 four-star wide receiver, Paul Davis. Paul, thank you for coming on today, my guy. I'm super excited to learn a little bit more about you. Happy to be, I'm happy to be on here. Hey, absolutely. Now, uh, now, Paul, before we do start talking a little bit about, you know, your college recruitment, your, your high school career and everything like that, you know, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, where you're from, how you got into football, why you got into football, you know, just some of the little details about yourself we may not know. Um, I'm from Bowman, Georgia, but I go to school in Hart County. Hart County is about 20 minutes away from my house. My mom teaches there. Um, that's the main reason I go there. Plus, we're going to a different school, but I'm happy to be a Bulldog. Um, what made me start playing football was my older brother. I always watched him play growing up, and I always wanted to be one of them guys on the field at the high school level. And just growing up, I wanted to wear that bulldog across my chest and wear the AC across my helmet and say that I was a hard kind of bulldog. Hey, I got you. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, let me ask you, though, since you said, you know, you've pretty much – you've been uh, – you've lived in Georgia all your life, correct? Yes. Okay, so let me ask you, you know, growing up, were you a bulldog fan or was there another team you were supporting in college football? So, at the beginning, I was a Bulldog fan. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Until, yeah, until, like, it was the SEC championship, and I remember they threw a flat route to the uh, running back, and the running back slipped on, like, the one or two-yard line, and Georgia lost. And when I mean I was so heartbroken, I was so heartbroken to the point where I would never be a Georgia fan again. So, like, I don't have no favorite team. Hey, I completely understand that because, you know, growing up, I was a diehard, you know, uh, Texas fan, right? And then I forgot what it was, but it was one game that I was like, you know, screw this. And then I went over to my my other family's team, TCU. So I completely understand what you're talking about. But, um, but you know, uh, you know, talking a little bit about, you know, Georgia and high school football and everything like that, you know, obviously you've got the Texases, you've got the Californias, you've got the Floridas. But for you, you know, where do you feel like Georgia ranks in terms of, you know, just football, football talent and everything like that? Oh, Number one in the nation, no doubt about it. Georgia, we could put a whole all-star team of Georgia versus a whole all-star team of Florida, Texas, um, California, any anywhere, and Georgia will win. Okay, I got you, absolutely. Because I know y'all definitely, y'all's biggest thing is physicality, you know what I mean? Definitely physicality and strength and everything like that. But, um, you know, kind of talking a little bit more, you know, back to you now, Paul. Uh, so when you first did start playing football, you know, what was your first position you actually started playing? Um, I was a center. Oh, they had you. Okay. So I, and I say this in every single episode and everybody's probably tired of me saying it, but I was about to say, because, you know, I've had offensive linemen tell me they were quarterbacks and like quarterbacks tell me they were wide receivers. So your first position was actually a center. Yes. And because I picked number 99, because that was the highest number you could get my first, like, oh, first. I got, you. I got you. So like that only was fitting for me to be a center. Man, so you kind of thought it was like the cool thing to get the highest number you possibly could and everything. Yeah, that's the point. That's the part I knew. That's the part I knew, like, low numbers were, like, the style. Like, yeah. My first year, why not get 99? Well, I mean, shoot. So how, long, so how long did you actually play center? Was it just, like, a few years, one year? So, then, Rick, I wasn't really that physical or anything. So, I I was playing – I guess they put me more to keep me a center – like on the line to get more physical because like football is physical physical sport. So me being on the office line really made me physical like now. Like I'm one of the most physical receivers I say out there in class 2023 because I'll 
but just getting hit every play. That's yeah, why absolutely. I actually moved. And then I started moving like up. Like I used to, go, I went from office lineman to tight end to running back to receiver, and then back to running back. Then when I got back to high school, got to high school, I was receiver. I got you. I got you. So you know talking a little bit back to, you know, you playing center and playing tight end and everything like that. You know, for offensive linemen, the biggest thing for them is footwork, right? You know, footwork and technique. And then also for wide receivers, also it's the same thing. So did that kind of help you a little bit too when making that transition in terms of footwork and everything like that? Oh, really? Yes. Because it's all about leverage. And you can have, you got to have great leverage to be an offensive lineman. You got to be able to get under that pass and stuff like that. And then, the receiver, you got to win leverage back. If a corner's inside shade of you, you got to stack them back to get head up with them. So you got a two-way go. It really brought me, taught me how to really do leverage. I got you. I got you. I got you. So let's kind of fast forward a little bit. So let's talk about, you know, you going into your freshman year of high school ball, right? So if you don't mind, kind of walk us through how that first year went for you. So coming up from eighth grade, eighth grade, I was a running back. So – I knew I was going to want to play running back in high school. And there was an opening spot at receiver and because um, someone was hurt. I'm like, okay, so let me try out this receiver one more time. Um, and then I felt very comfortable there at the position I was in. And luckily my coach gave me an opportunity during the spring game. I had a great spring game. And he gave me the starter position at receiver, which um, led me where I am today. I got you. I got you. So, you know, looking back now, obviously, I don't know. Are y'all still in the playoffs or is, 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 is y'all seeing a uh, season kind of uh, finished now? My bad. I didn't mean to stutter so bad on you. So is y'all season uh, finished up now? Yeah, we are finished. Okay, I got you. So, you know, looking back now that, you know, now that your high school career is officially over with and you're looking back at your freshman year, you know, what are some big things that you took away from, you know, your first year of high school football? What do you mean by that? I mean, yeah. you could we could talk football wise, you know, school wise. You know, what were some things that you know kind of helped you develop into you know the player and you know man you are today? Definitely my teammates because on my freshman year class we had a lot of Division One players. Our running back, uh, my best friend Malachi Thomas, he's at Virginia Tech. Another one of my close friends, um, Cameron Rucker, he's at North Carolina. Um, another one of my teammates, Cayman. I'm not Cayman. Um, Kane. He's a tight end in Notre Dame. So I had a lot of people who was able to go to Division I, um, help me be the person I am today and show me that work ethic that you don't – you just can't – nothing's given to you. Nothing at all is given to you in this game, but you're going to have to work for everything you do. And then during school-wise, freshman year is the most supported year of your high school career because if you slack your freshman year, you're going to be struggling your senior year because you got to get all your credits, trying to get your GPA up, and you got two semesters to do that, and that's really impossible to do. So you start off your freshman year as hard as you can, get all A's and B's. You can slack off a little bit your senior year, but you still don't want to slack off. Yeah, no, absolutely, definitely. And I like how you talked a little bit about GPA because, you know, that comes to bite you, in the, you know, in the rear, you know, come your senior year, and you got to make up for all those grades you had back your freshman year. So, um, but anyway, Paul, you know, for you, you talked about also having, you know, a lot of teammates that went and played at D1. You had one that's at Notre Dame, Virginia Tech, North Carolina. I got to ask you, did they ever take you on any visits or anything like that? Because, you know, you, you, have, you, you see all these guys bringing their friends and everything. Did you ever go on any visit, visits or anything like that with them? Um. So most of them class twenty twenty one, 
And that was oh, during okay. COVID. I got you. So I've been on, I went on visit to North Carolina, Virginia Tech. I was going to go to Notre Dame, but Notre Dame kind of far from Georgia. So yeah, ju- yeah just, just a little bit. It's <laughs> just, just a little, little bit. bit. Nah, I got you. But that's cool though. So you were able to experience, you know, all these facilities, stadiums and everything like that, you know, you know, from a very young age. So, you know, being able to go on those visits, did they kind of, you know, help you and kind of boost your, you know, I guess you could say motivation wise to want to get to that that point? Yes, because I know no I know no people parents want to pay for college. And it's just a blessing that God had given me this ability for I could give I could give back to my parents as if I'm if God allows me to make to leave, I can give them money for all the money they spent on me for basketball, baseball, football. But also they don't got to pay for my college because college is expensive. And plus college is not for everybody. But I'm able to have a chance at college and go play the next level. Hey, absolutely. I love to hear that. And I like that, you know, that you're kind of putting your parents first and being able to give back to them. Cause I mean, that's kind of the end goal for all, you know, all young athletes and everything like that. So, um, but anyway, Paul, for you, you know, now that your freshman year is over with, um, did you receive any type of college interest up to this point or would that not come for about another year or so? So I started talking to college coaches yeah, at the end of my freshman year because they used to come down to talk to Coach Gillespie in his office and I had second block weightlifting. So every time I came out second block weightlifting, then I had to talk to college coaches every other day after football season. I think the first college coach I talked to was Notre Dame, uh, not Notre Dame, uh, North Carolina. And then I was talking to, I think I talked to North Carolina, South Carolina. Those are the only two I could really remember my freshman year. And then that's when COVID hit because I was ready for spring football because spring football was going to be big for me. I got you. I got you. So uh, also, too, and I like how you kind of mentioned, you know, talking about COVID and everything like that, because, it's you know, it's impacted everybody different. Mm-hmm. So for you, you know, since, you know, kind of being down in the south, it wasn't as bad as, you know, say for like schools out west where they only had like really short seasons. So for you, you know, how, how did how did your COVID season work, you know, being your sophomore year? So COVID season was we only we, we couldn't practice the whole team until maybe the end of July, start of August. So we had like broken like broken it up into like groups. Like yeah, offensive linemen workout and then defensive linemen workout at the middle school. So like and then I think it was yeah, it was defensive linemen, offensive linemen at a certain time. Then there was tight ends, linebackers at a certain time, like tight ends, running backs, and all the linebackers working some on uh, a certain time, and receivers and DBs working at a certain time. So that's how we were during the COVID season. I got you. I got you. And, you know, for you personally, Paul, you know, how do you feel like you performed during that, you know, shortened COVID season? I'm hard on myself. So nothing that I do is going to be like to my standard. But I will say I did pretty good. Um, I got my first offer during my sophomore year from Duke. It was after my third, it was either my second or third game. Um, Duke gave me a scholarship offer, so that's that's probably the highlight of my sophomore year. Hey, I got you. Now, let me ask you too, if you don't mind, kind of talk us a little bit about you know getting that first offer because I know that's a you know always your first ones, kind of always the most exciting one. So for you, if you don't mind, kind of talk to us how you got it and you know kind of how your parents reacted too, because I can only imagine probably how they reacted when you got it. So we our game got canceled, 
So it was that Thursday afternoon. My coach calls me. I'm in the training room just talking to my trainer. And he calls me and says, congratulations, Paul. You got your first offer. And I about, like, came out in, like, tears because I had some of my best friends in there and stuff, and I about came out in tears. Man, that's that's cool, man. And I, my mom works at school, so I went to go tell my mom. She was walking to the elevator. And I told my mom, I told my mom, like, Mom, I just got my first offer from Duke. She was like, stop lying. Like, just stop lying. I'm like, Mom, like, at all the times I play around with you, like, I'm, like, dead serious. I just got my first offer. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 great though that's i mean that's amazing you know especially being able to get your first offer being you know a, a power five d1 offer i mean that had to have been a great feeling for you personally right yes because like duke was never like a school that i thought i was gonna get an offer from but, like me going back at it like my when i was playing ncaa 14 like duke was actually like the school my, i sent my um dude to because like first thing duke was basketball school let me play with them on a football game, see how Duke is. Yeah, I, I got you. I got you. Now, Duke, you know, they don't got the best uniforms on NCAA 14, but obviously in real yeah. life, they got pretty good ones. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Now, now since you brought up NCAA 14, I got to ask you, I know you talked a little bit about Duke, but what was your go-to uh, team on uh, NCAA 14, and why was it Oregon? <laughs> <laughs> why why was it Oregon? Come on, it's all right. We, we all were the same way. We all were the same way. One, uniforms. Yeah. Two, triple option. Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And then three, they had Marcus Mariota, and that number six, that was just fast. Oh, D'Anthony, hey, you know, yes. you know, hey, hey, put some respect on D'Anthony Thomas's name. You got to remember that boy's name. Hey, he, <laughs> changed, he changed that completely, but no, I got you. Hey, I won't lie, though, you know, Oregon State got some pretty solid uniforms, too. I, I, won't, even, I won't even lie to you. We talk about Oregon. God, I show some love to Oregon State, but, um, but okay, that's cool, though. So, you know, playing with, you know, Duke and NCAA 14 and all that. And then finally it comes to real life. And you're like, holy shoot, I'm getting offered by the same school I used to play, you know, on the Xbox with. So, but, um, so anyway, you know, after getting that first offer, was it kind of like a snowball effect for you in terms of receiving other offers or did it take a little bit for that to kind of get going for you? Um, after I got my first offer, a lot of college coaches was, um, talking to my coach because you can't talk to, um, you can't talk to like your recruits until September first of your junior year. So everything that was, all the college coaches had to go through my coach first. So that was kind of difficult because I just wanted to talk to them head on and not like have like someone to talk to because that's weird. Like yeah. sitting in the room, you got sitting in the room and you can't like talk to them for so long. So I'm talking to my head coach. And he's my translator. Like I speak another language. So. Now that's that is crazy. That is crazy. So, um, if you don't mind, talk to us about some of the offers you actually did get. You know, after you got that Duke one. Um, Duke, I got Mississippi State, Jackson State, um, Campbell, Vanderbilt, Liberty. That's all I can think of right now. Hey, I got you. I got you. And those are some pretty good programs. Obviously, you got Dion right now at Jackson State. I know his future's kind of a little bit, you know, up in the clouds right now in terms of him getting the Power Five offer. But obviously, Mississippi State, they're doing great things, especially, you know, if you're a wide receiver because, you know, they run that air raid. But, um, you know, so many great schools out there that are offering you. So, you know, going into your junior year, did you kind of have a chip on your shoulder knowing that, you know, you're starting to get all this attention? Obviously, you don't want to, you know, get too level-headed and, you know, let it get too much to your head. So going into your junior year, you know, what were some expectations that you had for yourself? So after my sophomore year, um, probably during my sophomore year, I went to Under Armour camp, and that's how I got my four stars. And 
so going to my junior year, like people knew who I was, and like people were saying, yeah, Paul didn't deserve no four stars. He was going against the sorry people in there, which I wasn't like. But I had a very chip on my shoulder because I love when people try to doubt me. Like that motivates me even better. The best way to try to beat me is not like try to like say I'm overrated or nothing like that because I'm going to prove you wrong. So hey, coming absolutely. in coming in junior year, my first game, I went off like I scored the first touchdown. I scored the first receiving touchdown and rushing touchdown in the season. And I was going off my first game. I think I had hundred and fifty some yards. On okay. Like six catches. Like I had rarely had catches. Like I took an eighty one yard screen to the house. Um I was on like the five yard line that I had got like a jet sweep, dove in. Then I had another screen, another little tunnel screen, like third quarter, caught it, took that to the crib like 40 yards. I was just – I was in my Man. Mind. Hey, they, they really pissed you off, didn't they? <laughs> they really pissed you off. No, I got you. I got you. So, you know, now looking back, you know, at your junior year as well, you know, what were some things you took away from, you know, your, you know, third year of high school football? Um, First is how much I help, hate Elbert County. That's our rival. <laughs> hey, um, yeah, you got to love the rivalry games, though. You can't lie. It brings yeah. a different type of energy, though. Like, that's the game I was talking about. It was our rivalry game. Um, they were talking all this smack because we didn't play them our COVID year because they got they ended up getting COVID. Oh, yeah. So, and I live in the county, so I live in Elba County, and I have family in Elba County because my dad works at the um, sheriff's office in Elba County. And they, everybody there says, it's unfair how Paul goes to Hart County, but he live in Elba County and stuff like that. And they hate me down there because I go to Hart County. So Man. that brings more fire to the table. But from junior year, um, it showed me how much of I had to step up because we had a older class my junior, I mean my sophomore and freshman year. Most of the people was juniors and seniors. And my um junior was where I'm upperclassman now. I'm not a younger classman, so I gotta lead the team and show the team that. Everybody else is gone. We need new leaders, and I can step up and be that leader part. Hey, I got you. I got you. I got you. So, you know, now that you're done with your, you know, your first three years of high school football, now you're going into your fourth year, you know, your senior year, your final year of high school football, you know, what were some things that you wanted to work on so that you could have the best possible senior year that you could possibly have? Route running was a main and releases. I went to the field every other day, got on the jug machine, and – People don't understand. You gotta run. You don't have to run your routes full speed. You could work on just like you could walk your routes. Work on releases. Work on try to get separations on top of your routes. Work on like the middle in the middle of your routes. Just stuff that DB DBs um, won't think that's gonna happen. But like I'm kind of like a big receiver. Like I'm six one and a half, two hundred pounds. But I'm able to change directions very good. I work on my, my hips, like playing DB for – I started playing DB my sophomore year because my coaches threw me in there. That worked on me with my hips because you got to be able to flip your hips at DB. Um, They threw me at defense end a couple of plays for some reason. I don't know why. They helped me with my hands when corner tried to press. 
I did all this during the um, summer of my junior year. So, like, when I come to my senior year, nobody could guard me. Hey, no, I got you. I got you. Got you. Definitely. Obviously, biggest thing, especially in football, is just technique and the little things that, you know, a lot of people think wouldn't matter. But in reality, that's the difference between you winning a game and not winning a game, you making a catch and you not making a catch. So, you know, now that your senior year is over with and you're looking back now on your senior year, you know, how do you feel like you performed? And, you know, what are some things that, you know, you're going to take, you know, going into college? So kind of how would you feel like how do you feel after your senior year? I feel like I performed very good for my senior year. Um, I guess our rivalry game, um, first game of the season, rivalry game, had 137 yards, two touchdowns. Man, them boys just can't stop you. <laughs> uh, I, I, I head-topped somebody, first first touchdown oh. of the game, head-topped someone. Oh, um, no. And then, but we lost. We, we went 5-5, five and five, we didn't make the playoffs, but I would say that year, on my freshman year, probably the best years that I had because I'm just having fun. Like, sometimes I forget that you got to have fun in football. It's not all about winning. And everybody loves to win, but you got to have fun. And I think those sophomore, junior year, I forgot how to have fun during. So, senior, have fun. And also, I feel like I played – I didn't play down to nobody. Which showed because just look at the stats I had. I had I had two QR returns. I had two punt returns in one game. I had a kickoff return against a team that's in the final four right now. Um, what else I had? I had multiple games with over a hundred yards. It just showed that I'm a elite player and I feel like I could go to any program and just change it. Hey, I got you. I love to hear that. I love, you know, how much confidence you got in yourself. You know, not not cockiness, but definitely confidence. So, you know, now that your senior year of high school football is over with, you know, you still have the rest of your senior year and everything to look forward to. So for you, Paul, you know, what are some things you're looking forward to now, you know, in the rest of your senior year? Um, I was kind of early enrolling, early enrolling when I was committed to Duke. But now it's – I still want early enroll to get to know, like, the offense or whatever school I pick. But if I don't, then – I'm not playing basketball this year because I ended up rolling my ankle my third last game. So, like, really bad to where I was in the boot the next week. And then the week after that, I had to take a cortisone shot to play for my senior night. But I'm really trying to get my ankle healthy. And it's a day-to-day thing if I'm going to play baseball for my last time. So I'm just really just going through high school to the point where I'm just having fun. Just be a kid because you're only young for so long. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, I didn't even realize you played baseball. And I guess let me ask you now, you know, what position do you actually play in baseball? Catcher. Oh, you're a catcher? Yeah. I don't know why. I felt like you might have been like a shortstop, like, you know, like an infield or something. So so how long have you been playing catcher for? Um, I started my – It might have been fifth, fourth or fifth grade. Okay, so you've been playing for a while. Mm-hmm. I got you. I got you. So, so you, so you still kind of contemplating about whether you will play. Obviously, depends on if you, you know, enroll early. But mm-hmm. um, so say, so say you don't, you know, enroll early, whatever school you go to. Obviously, you already dropped your top three. But um, you know, say you decide to stay. So, are you plan on playing baseball? Um, 
probably, probably so because um most people didn't know, but I wasn't going to do to just play football. I was going to do play baseball too, which um was going to be a good thing because if I early enrolled, then I could have I would have been college ready to play baseball. Man, that that would have been that would have been really cool though. I mean, honestly, you know, being able to play two sports in college. But um, you know, anyway, Paul, like like I just mentioned, you know, you dropped your top three. You know, your finalist schools. You got Mississippi State, Duke, and then Jackson State. So if you don't mind, kind of explain, you know, why you have those top three schools. You know, to be the final ones to land you. Duke was the first school that offered me, and they gave me a chance. I was committed. I committed there February first, which I still love Duke with my heart, um, because they gave me a chance. And they coach staff is making a difference. Like they're eight and four right now. Um, they just beat um Wake Forest, and Coach Echo really came in and made a change. And he said that day one, he kept it real with me. He said day one, he said Paul, y'all y'all class is gonna make a difference because I didn't get a recruit twenty twenty two. I get a recruit twenty twenty three, and the only people I'm bringing in here is people I think they can make a difference in this program. You are going to be one of the step, uh, first steps to making a difference in that program. And with Mississippi State, who doesn't, as a receiver, who doesn't want the ball? Like, who doesn't want the ball? Mississippi State throwing the thing probably, I'm probably going crazy, but 60 times a game. No, I think you're about right. I'd say about 40 to 40 to 60 times a game. And then with Jackson State, as a black man, who doesn't want to go to Jackson State and be coached by Dion? And I also show that people, you don't got to go to like Alabama or Georgia, a um, a um, Oklahoma. You can go to HBCU and still get an amount of exposure you would as good, just going to an FBS school because the NFL is going to find you if you're out there balling. So. Hey, absolutely. I'm glad you talked a little bit about HBCUs because obviously they're on the rise. You know, Dion really helped them get back to the level of where they should be. And, you know, I mean, obviously they produce plenty of talent. You know, most notably you got Walter Payton. I mean, he went to Jackson State as well, too. So, but I mean, hey, I think that's a great top three. I'm excited to see where you end up going. And, you know, Paul, I just have a few more questions for you. I don't want to keep you for too long. But um, the first one I want to ask you is, is, you know, whether it's past, present, college football or NFL, I only ask this just to kind of get a feel about, you know, who you kind of relate and kind of your play style. Um, you know, what player do you feel like you resemble the most and why? So, as of right now, I will say uh, Stefan Diggs. I like watching Stefan Diggs, DK, um, D-Hawk, um, Odell. Receivers like that, but my favorite part is Stefan because I like the way he plays. He plays with passion. And in the NFL, you don't see that a lot. You don't see a lot of people play with passion because, okay, I'm getting paid. But if I don't play, I'm still getting paid. So that's probably why I like watching him. Hey, I got you. Absolutely. I loved watching Stephon when he played at Maryland originally and then even when he went to Minnesota and now with the Bills. But um, but anyway, final question I want to ask you, Paul. And this is the most important one, so I'm telling you, do not screw this one up. I mean, this is absolutely one you cannot mess up. So right before game time, right? You know, you're sitting in your locker, got your headphones on, AirPods in, or if you actually have decent music taste, you got the aux to the team speaker. What is your go-to pregame hype song and why? 
Ooh, hey, hey you good? Hey, you know what? You don't have to just do one if you got numerous. Throw them at me. I'd love to hear it. So, if I'm feeling, if I'm feeling like I'm gonna kill someone, play some YB. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's that's kind of the go-to. I think I'm the same way too. So I agree with you. I can't, I can't pin on song. I just say some artists. I say YB, baby. Okay. Nardo. Gotcha, gotcha. And then if you want to go throwback, I'm probably going to go some Wayne. Oh, okay, okay. Hey, I'm glad. That's the first Yeezy I've gotten. Hey, I'll take it. Then Tupac. Gotcha, gotcha. I'm everywhere. And then Sleepy Hollow. I fuck with Sleepy Hollow. Hey, Sleepy Hollow and all them New York New York guys, they are so underrated, man. Hey, power to you for actually listening to them because I, I rarely hear their names get brought up that much. Oh, also, another guy, another guy I want to put you on. Have you ever heard of Lil Double O? Yes. Okay, man. Okay. I'm telling you, if you haven't really listened to too much of his stuff, start listening because I'm telling you, he's definitely the next one up, and I'm not <laughs> trying to promote him or anything. I've just definitely been definitely been on the wave in terms of listening to his stuff. So, But, um, but no, Paul, seriously, man, thank you for coming on today. I absolutely had a blast being able to talk with you and learn a little bit more about you. And, you know, for everybody out there that's listening to today's interview, make sure you go show my guy Paul some love. I mean, he's about to commit here pretty soon. Do you know exact date when you're going to commit? Um, no, it's a day by day thing. Like when I committed to Duke, like I was sitting there like, "Mom, I feel like Duke is the right place to go," and I just commit. I called the coach and like just committed. Okay, I got you. So, well, guys, it is to be announced. We'll keep y'all updated. But anyway, Paul, seriously, man, thank you for coming on, and I'll have all of his links, socials, everything like that. They'll all be linked down below in the description of today's interview. And Paul, is there anything you want to say before we do head out? Um, keep God in your life, and. Just if anybody tries to doubt you or say that you can't do it, prove them wrong because it's going to make them more mad. Hey, absolutely. I love to hear that. Always, always, you know, prove the doubt is wrong. So, Paul, you're an amazing kid, man. I look forward to seeing, you know, where you end up playing your college ball at and definitely look forward to working with you here in the future. Thank you. Had a great time on here.